Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Welcome to the Jillian Michaels Show with my sidekick. Oh, now I'm your sidekick. You're my sidekick now. Before, I wasn't anything. You just said you're getting too much attention. Go away. Well, I know, but now I've embraced you. Oh. Yeah, because you are helping the cause and... People like you. Oh, so as me. long as you're furthering my career, <laughs> then, I'm, then I can stay. You're the sidekick. Excellent. We'll need to get you a little costume, a little something, you know, the sidekick. Oh, always... I'm good with costumes. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe a like. pair of tights or something good? A pair of tights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have my assistant, Rosie, working on it now. <laughs> so, uh, Janice. Yes, ma'am. I thought we might uh, start talking about how to save money on healthy food. You get that asked that a lot. I do get asked that a lot. Uh, and here's what's so frustrating about it is that I recognize healthier food is more expensive. Um, but with that said, we need to first gain some perspective because here's the reality of the situation. I think we've been conditioned. I don't think I, I know that we've been conditioned to believe Uh, you know, food should cost less, you know, $1 burger meals and things of that nature. That's not us actually purchasing food. That stuff is not actually food. It's chemicals and preservatives and processed garbage. And uh, it it essentially is (laughs) something that vaguely resembles something that at one time was kind of sort of food. Uh, You're not actually buying food when you spend a dollar on a burger meal. So I want you to recognize that back in the 60s, we used to spend 18% of our yearly income on food. Now we're spending 9%. And before you jump up and down and celebrate, let me give you the little trade-off here. (laughs) You know it's coming. So in the 60s, we used to spend 5% on health care of our, of course, annual income. Now we're spending 17%. So I don't know about you, but I'd rather spend that extra money on fruits and vegetables and clean meat and whole grains instead of dialysis. (laughs) So the reality is that although you think you're saving money in one part of your life, you're actually robbing Peter to pay Paul. The trade-off is in your wellness. Uh, But in addition, I want you to think about this. That $1 burger meal or the, you know, whatever, the the three tacos for 99 cents or whatever it might be, that is not really costing you a dollar. We, uh, the people, because we are the government, we vote in our officials and they're supposed to represent us as people, we are paying a ton of money in taxes. I know I am. <laughs> we won't. No, don't Dear even go God. There. Yes. It, April, I was like, <laughs> I was passed out. Literally. Uh, so I, I know that I, I am paying a lot of money uh, to the government. 
for uh, them to represent my wishes and desires, uh, what have you, in the House and the Congress and blah, blah, blah. Now, what they're doing with a significant portion of our tax dollars is they are subsidizing farmers. But they're not subsidizing them to grow food. They're subsidizing them to grow corn and soy. And what that means is, let's say a farmer spends $3.19 to make or produce an acre of corn. And they would sell that acre of corn for $3.09. I think it's actually like $3.28 versus $3.19. So basically, the farmer would actually lose $0.10 on that acre of corn. Uh, See a movie called King Corn. It's fantastic little documentary. It'll teach you more about this. But what the government does is they come in and they say, that's okay, that's okay. We're going to subsidize your income. We're going to pay you to grow these crops. Why are they doing that? Well, because companies like Monsanto, who own the patent on the corn seeds now, these genetically modified seeds, pay the government and get them to do this. Long story, but moving on. So the reality is these millions of dollars in subsidies that you're paying to create processed foods from these corn and soy crops are your dollars. They're your tax dollars. And what we could be doing is, of course, still helping our farmers, but we could be subsidizing the farmers that are growing organic fruits and vegetables. And that would instantaneously change the cost of food in our country. Because then you turn around and you tax the hell out of the companies like Monsanto and Liberty that create these genetically modified crops. And I promise you, instantly, you would see a difference in the cost of food in the market. So I want you guys to be mindful of that. When you're voting, <laughs> when it comes time to vote, I want you to think about that because that's how we deal with something like this, the cost of healthier food on a federal level. In addition, I want you to think about all of the damage that those crops do to our environment. And we are paying tax dollars to clean up the dead zones in the ocean, the runoff from the antibiotics that we're feeding our, po- our livestock, the cows and what have you, uh, that, we're, that are destroying the oceans from the synthetic fertilizer and the ground and the rivers and the this and the that, that's also costing us a pretty penny in our tax dollars. And last but not least, when you get sick or when uh, your neighbor gets sick and doesn't have health insurance because 40 million Americans don't, who do you think's footing that bill when she goes to the hospital and it's $30,000 a day for that bed? We are. We are. We are. We are. Exactly. So I just want you to understand that although you think you're getting a deal on that dollar burger, you are paying out the nose, financially and physically. So let's talk about how we can vote with our dollars right now to make a difference. The first thing I want you to do is reprioritize your finances because I'm trying to find you about 20 extra dollars a week. And I know that's a lot and I know times are tough, but times are going to be a hell of a lot tougher if you've got cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. I've seen it. So how many times do you find yourself either buying gossip magazines or it doesn't even have to be a gossip magazine, just magazines on the newsstand? Stop. Start digesting your media online. Go online and read your magazines there. Read your articles. I don't even read the paper anymore. Anything I read, I read. I have an app called The Daily on my iPad, and I read The Daily every morning when I'm having breakfast. It saves trees, obviously, and it saves you money. You can find all of that content on the Internet for free now. Well, you have to break the habit of feeling, though. People like tactile. 
Okay, old people like myself like what? tactile. Well, uh, too bad. Oh, you know what, Janice? Oh. For real, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna destroy the planet because you want to touch paper. All right, I all right. Could, I point taken. I, I would maybe understand if it was like Brad Pitt's buns that you wanted to get your paws on. If you're like, I want to touch that, and I'll, that, I'll pay any price. But that is, but, yeah, but, no, but that is something we have to break. Is there is something about the, the there's something romantic about the newspaper plopping on your doorstep? Plopping. Maybe not plopping quite, so, on maybe, your doorstep. Maybe not really romantic, but there is. Get over it. Okay. No, I mean seriously, get over it right. and get get online. Another thing, here's where we waste a ton of money. Uh, how many times a week do you find yourself at the Starbucks or Coffee Bean? Oh, and and I I got nothing against them. I find myself there too. I I buy you know my black teas there probably you know once a day. But I'm not strapped for cash, so I'm allowed to do that. You don't get to sit there and tell me I'm strapped for cash. I don't have any money for healthy groceries. Well, someone's keeping Starbucks and Coffee Bean in business. They're multi friggin' billion dollar companies. So who's in there? I know it's you guys. I know it is. I know it, Janice. <laughs> and that's fine if you have the money. But don't get on my Facebook and bitch to me about the cost of food. Stop buying stuff there. You can buy tea and take it to work with you and make it for yourself or coffee. For goodness sake, it's not that hard. And if you think about it, it's like two, three, four, five dollars every time you go in there. Over the course of a week, that's going to be the 20 bucks I'm looking for. Or three or four dollars every time you buy a magazine where you can go online and read all of their content on the web. So another thing I want you to stop doing, stop buying bottled water. Watch a documentary called Tapped or another one called Flow. The reality is it's actually better for you in most cases to consume tap water. Uh, municipal sources of water are checked something, something crazy. Uh, don't quote me on this, but it's like... 300 times in a day, they constantly have to check our water. You could throw a filter on your tap, and there are many different filters out there. I actually put one on the whole house, and it was like a 1000 bucks or something. Uh, so, of course, I understand that's expensive. You could buy a Brita filter, for goodness sake. It's like $30, maybe. Think how much you're spending on bottled water. It's destroying the environment. They're now suggesting that even though there might not be BPA in the bottles, which is bisphenol A and a certain kind of hard plastic, uh, that there are petrochemicals, nevertheless, in the plastic bottles. And when the bottles heat up, it makes the water toxic and it's linked to cancer. Uh, it's polluting the hell out of our environment and it costs a fortune. And by the way, a lot of these companies like Coca-Cola and Pepsi that have Dasani, it's tap water. You're paying them for the convenience of putting your water in plastic. Go buy a stainless steel little water jug thing and carry it around with you. You'll look hip. You'll look cool. You'll look now. You're saving the environment and you're saving a fortune when you don't spend money on bottled water. And, of course, our tax dollars when it goes to cleaning up all this crap in our environment. So that's number three. There are three things. And when it comes to things like beauty regimens, manicure, pedicures, if you've got the money, great. I highly recommend it. If you don't, do your own nails. It's not that hard. I need you to find this money to spend more on food. Food should not cost a dollar for a meal. It just shouldn't. And when you stop thinking, oh, I'm saving a fortune, and you start gaining some perspective on the true costs of what you know you, these, these processed junk, garbage, cheap foods are costing you, you'll stop, and you'll stop paying out the nose in other areas. So next 
here's something that can save you a fortune. Buy fruits and vegetables that are in season because it costs a fortune to send this stuff over from Chile or Argentina or, I don't know, somewhere in South America, somewhere in New Zealand. Buy stuff that's in season. And this is a reason that many people will say go local. Uh, because it's, of course, better for the environment, and it saves you a fortune because, again, you're not paying those shipping costs. You know, those aren't getting passed on to you. You can go to a farmer's market. Uh, you can grow your own, which I'll, you know, I'll eventually do a whole segment on that because that's that's more. I know, I know. yeah. That's it's, You got excited about that. That was Janice clapping. Oh, yeah, I like this. Grow the own. Grow your own. Yay, grow your own. Grow, grow your own. own. Okay, but for those of you who feel overwhelmed by that, you could go to a farmer's market and pay less. Uh, you could join what's called a community-supported agriculture or a CSA, and uh, these are local farms that deliver food to your house every week. I belong to one, and they'll bring you a ginormous box of fruit and vegetables for like 20 bucks. Whereas, you know, you go to the supermarket, you buy organic berries, it's $6. So all you have to do is go to localharvest.org, and it will tell you all the farmers markets in your area. It will tell you all the CSAs in your area, the community-supported agriculture for you to join. You can also buy fruits and vegetables frozen. And this does not make these foods less nutritious. In fact, in many cases, it actually makes them more nutritious. And the reason is that fruits and vegetables actually, like people, oxidize and age. You've seen uh, when you take a bite out of an apple and it goes brown, that's your apple oxidizing, literally aging, decomposing in front of you. Over time, your fruits and vegetables, as they ripen, are losing nutrients. So when they freeze them, what they're doing is they're actually locking in those vitamins and minerals in your fruits and vegetables. So when you cook them, they're essentially fresh. There's nothing wrong with frozen fruits and vegetables, and it saves you a fortune. And in many cases, like I said, it's actually better for you. So that's another really good option. Uh, now, here's something that you might not be thinking about, but you can always buy the generic brand. There's no reason not to. So if you go to like Trader Joe's, for example, uh, it's a very affordable, healthier market. They've got Trader Joe's brands of all the foods that you might be buying and you'll save, you know, 50 cents, 30 cents, a dollar on some of these products, that adds up. That makes a big difference. So there's nothing wrong with buying generic whatsoever. And if you want to double check it, just read the ingredients. You guys know what to look out for. Don't buy stuff that has high fructose corn syrup or what's now called corn sugar, or trans fats or MSG, artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. Nothing wrong with a generic brand. Coupons. Now, Here's something also that you may not have thought of. Go to the companies that you like. So, for example, let's say Horizon Organic. They make uh, a lot of organic dairy products. You can go to their website and they'll offer printable coupons. Uh, another thing you could do, you can find coupon booklets. Um, there's a company called Mambo Sprouts online. Uh, if you go online at mambosprouts.com, you can find that a lot of these healthy companies like Nature's Path, uh, Horizon Organics, they have coupons for their products. So Delicious does this. I work with uh, So Delicious Coconut Products. They do the exact same thing, and you can print them out and take them into your supermarket. So there are coupons for healthy foods. You just need to look for it. And change your attitude about coupons. Just, oh, is there just an attitude? Well, because you have an sometimes about coupons, no, and you need the paper. Well, no, I, I'm getting you're high paper. maintenance today. I'm just saying that sometimes when someone's ahead of you and they've got the coupons, people behind are like, "Oh man, the coupon, uh, coupons." Oh, man, oh I see what you're forever. saying. So we have to change. If someone has the coupons, smile okay. and take the moment to let them bring out their coupons. <laughs>
embrace the coupon and don't be snotty if they have the coupon. I won't. Good. I will embrace the coupon. Embrace. Yeah, the don't coupon. be snotty. Well, yeah, have There's to have no a little judgment. Patience. No yeah. judgment. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Good. God, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm pumped. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted. You're pumped. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have to end it on I'm pumped. Did I forget anything? No, you got it. You got the coupon. I feel like you I got, got the it. Yeah, I, I think I, I got it. Because I didn't know you could get coupons on it. Uh, okay, wait. Last but not least, of course, always compare prices. And this goes with anything. But the same applies to healthy food. Um, you know, I, I hate to say this, but like I'll go to Whole Foods and find, uh, you know, the cage-free organic eggs, a dozen of them. And they're a buck cheaper at Trader Joe's. And I sit there like a, like a fool and I'm thinking, why would anybody... Why am I going to Whole Foods for this when I could buy it for a dollar cheaper at Trader Joe's? Compare prices. Again, vote with your dollar. And remember the whole, uh, you remember high school supply and demand? The more we demand healthier food, the more we show these companies out there in the world that there's a demand for it, the more they're going to start delivering it and bringing it to us for a more affordable price. Yeah. All right, well, now that Janice is pumped, oh, we're going to take a break and figure out yeah. what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't want to waste this energy no, you've got going. <laughs> okay. Woo! You ready, Janice? Oh, I am. Are Man, you pumped? I, yeah, I took the shirt off now. I mean, I still have a shirt on. I, don't, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't do the show naked, of course. I'm fully clothed, but I That took- would be fantastic, wouldn't it? If we ever put this on, like, you know, TV the way uh, that Howard Stern does or, or Gail King even, those two do not belong in the Gail same King sentence, Gail King does not do naked stuff. No, on. but, like, think about, think about, like, if we ever did that and put it on the air and you did it naked, think of the ratings. Look at me. That would be I am fant- 51 years old. No, you've got guns. I put you up on, uh, on, on my Facebook before and everybody was like, look at Janice's guns. But does that yeah. that doesn't mean they want to see the rest of me. Okay? I think they do. And, I mean, <laughs> even if they didn't want to do you, it would still be a spectacle. <laughs> even if they didn't want to do you. You know, why do I come here? <laughs> because you were abused as a child and you're playing it out in your adult life. Even though they wouldn't want to do you. Well, maybe they would, though. <laughs> I said, not even though. I said, even if they didn't want to okay. do you. Okay. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, uh, it would still be I don't know, my confi- entertaining. My confidence is soaring. So let's, let's start, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I actually, I actually have uh, something, something to talk have about. Something to say. Yes, I do. Okay. So, uh, I mean, this is this is obvious, but I think a lot of times we forget the benefits of exercise, and it goes far beyond the physical. It's psychological, uh, emotional. So many times you'll hear me say. Fitness is just a tool that I'm utilizing to help somebody build a life. And the reason for that is because fitness is such a critical tool in empowering somebody, enhancing their self-esteem when they feel strong physically, they feel strong in every facet of their lives. So, of course, fitness, what is my, I have my, hang on, what's going on over there, Mia? What's going on? Putting the straw in the tea. <laughs> uh, my, my my little assistant's over here, hunkered down in the corner, and I just hear these these plastic sounds. Should we should we maybe cut that out and start from scratch, or do you think we just leave Mia in there working diligently? I think it enhances the show immensely. You do? Yeah. 
All right, well, Mia, would you like to say anything to anyone since you're over there causing a stir? <laughs> so, what were we talking about? Stress. Oh, stress. Yes. Okie dokie. So, I wanted to talk about uh, the psychological benefits of exercise. Uh, okay. Physically, we all know that it helps prevent cancer, heart disease, diabetes. It reverses aging, so to speak. Uh, you can't really reverse aging. Let's say it slows the aging process. Uh, in my opinion, it's the number one form of preventative medicine. You guys have heard me say it before. And by the way, it makes you look good. I mean, you know, what was that, Janice? Gets you laid. It get, gets you laid. laid. Yeah. <laughs> Exercise gets you laid. will get you laid. Gets you laid. So, and there's nothing wrong with that now, is there? Um, but there are also uh, happy and stress-relieving benefits to to fitness. And I want to look at the three different kinds of fitness and what they uh, essentially achieve for you. So stretching, for example. Not only does stretching increase your mobility and it enhances circulation and uh, it speeds the body's recovery from a workout, but it also promotes a sense of calm uh, and it releases tension from the muscles and when you are essentially de-stressing or releasing tension physically, it also de-stresses your mind. It releases tension from your thoughts. Uh, if you can, if you can sort of get, jump on that kind of mind-body connection, it exists and it's real. Even though it sounds very uh, sort of soft and silly, that's the truth. Stretching is one of the best things that you can do. I suggest Tai Chi. I suggest yoga. I like. Uh, movement with stretching, dynamic stretching, not to be confused with ballistic stretching where you're bouncing or jerking, um, but forms of fitness that incorporate flexibility and stretching. So try a yoga class or a Tai Chi class. When it comes to cardio, this is where you're really getting that endorphin hit. This is where you, you've got that brain releasing the, the endorphins, the serotonin. It's the happy exercise. It's the... Um, antidepressant of, of it's the natural antidepressant thank you uh it, it's the natural form of antidepressant i suggest any form of cardio that you enjoy so if you'd rather be dead than get on a treadmill but you like going hiking get outdoors and another benefit to exercise is being outdoors being in nature experts will tell you that being in nature has a very calming effect on us humans. Even just the colors of the trees and the flowers, the smells, uh, aromatherapy, of course, originated from being in nature, and it kind of brings us back down to earth. It grounds us. So if you want to get outside, that would be great. I know some of you are possibly still covered in snow around the country, uh, but even when it warms up, get outside, go hiking, go kayaking, go for a bike ride. Do a form of cardio that you love, though. If you love dancing, do it. If you love martial arts, do it. If you're a biker, get on your bike. Not only should you be working out and exercising, but try to think of it as you time. Try to make it something that you're going to enjoy so it's not necessarily a punishment or something that's exhausting or you're dreading uh, having to go to the gym or dreading having to do. Make it fun. And trainers, keep that in mind when you're working with your clients. Think about who you're training, what it is that they're going to enjoy, and make it fun for them so that you know they, they, they want to come back, they want to do more of it, and they get that double hit of, of happy, so to speak. And then when it comes to weight training, 
you guys know it, it releases human growth hormone, it releases testosterone. Uh, it helps us stay young. It helps us maintain muscle, which speeds metabolism. Uh, it also helps us fight osteoporosis. Us women uh, who, as we get older, have bone density issues. The, the physical benefits are limitless. But I think personally, when I'm weightlifting, I feel empowered. I feel physically strong. And when I feel physically strong, I feel strong in other facets of my life. And when you're tossing weights around in the gym or even just doing uh, plyometrics or jump training, body weight training, resistance training can really make us feel empowered. It builds a sense of confidence, a sense of self-reliance. And I think there's a lot of pride in these physical accomplishments when you're in the gym, when you're being fit. I I know that I use that all the time with my contestants. They ran their first mile. They did uh, five push-ups. They they did their first pull-up. And there's so much pride that goes along with that. And it helps to, over time, redefine their self-image. Who they see them, you know, how they see themselves, who they see themselves being, uh, what, wondering what else they might be capable of that, that they didn't think they originally were. It opens the door to possibility in many different facets of our lives. Last but not least, the other cool thing about exercise is that it can be social. And for those of us who, you know, sit at our desk all day long or maybe work from home or just moved to a new town, don't get out much or trying to make friends who, who maybe are shy socially, go take a class, take a spin class, take a yoga class, take a Zumba class. And you're around people and you're meeting uh like-minded people for that matter, making new friends, possibly uh, finding a boyfriend, finding a girlfriend. It's really good for us humans, in particular teenagers, kids. I always say get kids in group sports because it builds their social skills as well as, uh, of course, keeping them healthy. But the same applies for us adults and it increases our mental alertness, our focus, and it, it helps us work on our social social skills and we're social creatures. So if you want it for alone time, good for you. Enjoy it. Go to the gym, put your headset on, mind your own business. If you've got five kids or you're in a very uh, social job where you interact with people all day long. But if not... It's really great for that benefit of getting out and being social without having to go to a bar uh, or, or uh, you know, something that, that could be considered an unhealthy behavior when done too often. <laughs> too many wobbly pops. Bad idea. Yeah. So I hope I've convinced you. Let's take some calls and Gina's on the line. Okay, Gina. What's going on? Not much. Thank you so much for calling me back. Of course. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Or actually, I think I have an answer for you. Uh, oh, I didn't know I, I had a question. Oh, well, here it is. I'll take any answer you can work. give me, though. <laughs> I think I found the answer to my own question. Okay. So I'll just need to come work for you so I can be sure to get my workouts in every day. You'd be surprised. Uh, most uh, most of my employees feel that they are of less time for the gym now, but... <laughs> are you kidding? Oh, no, we're, we're, we're 24-7 these days. But uh, But anyway, how can we help you? My question is, I am a sales executive for a huge company. I work 14-hour days. So I'm in my office about 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, and I try to get a workout in if I'm out of my home office, like during the week with one of the videos. Okay. But my biggest, you know, uh, problem is trying to get that workout in. And so that's really my, my big struggle, and I'm a single mother, and I have a five-year-old awesome little girl that 
is a mini me and, and it's great, but <laughs> Cute. I've got that on top of it by myself. So, okay. you know, I, I get it in. I'm in pretty good shape, but I really would like to feel a little better about what I'm doing and how much time do I really need to do it? You know? Okay. How, how many times are you working out right now over the course of a week? Uh, probably three, four days. Oh, that's not Because I'm bad. on the road. That's not bad at all. And for how long? Well, uh, I go between yours and Bob's. So, you know, an out, what, are they 50 minutes to an hour? So Bob's are 50 minutes to an hour. Mine are uh, generally about 30 minutes for, for that reason uh, because I, I oh. often think that people probably don't have the time. Um, right. So, okay. So you're, you're getting somewhere between 30 minutes to 45 minutes in. Yeah, I try to, or I'll go, you know, I try to go for a run. I can't stand running, but, you know... You know, it gives me a chance to clear my head, get out of my office. Okay. And, you know, so. You don't sound like you're doing so bad to me. Uh, I mean. Uh, well. Uh, like, for example, last week I had a crazy week. I got to the gym twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. And when I can't make it to the gym, I become more diligent about my food. So I know. All right, Jillian, you're going to burn around 1,600 calories today, maybe 1,800 calories if I'm on my feet a lot. And the way you can, you know, one of the best things that you can you can know off of the bat when it comes to weight maintenance or weight loss is how many calories your body is burning in a day. So uh, go on the Internet, Google a BMR calculator, basal metabolic rate calculator, put in your information and it's going to say, you know, and it'll be, you know, what sex are you? How tall are you? How much do you weigh? What's your age? Just the basics. And it will get you pretty darn close to how many calories your body would burn in a day without activity. Now, and this is, again, just for, uh, for involuntary bodily functions like breathing, hair growing, things of that nature. And then what I like to do is say, okay, uh, I have, what's my activity level without exercise? And think of it as four levels. And for those of you who've heard me say this before, fast forward it. That's why it's a podcast and not live. Uh, there are four levels of activity. Think of it as, one, you're behind a desk all day long. Two, you're on your feet. Uh, you're like a salesperson. Three, you're a fitness trainer. You're really physical. Four, you're a construction worker. You're incredibly physical. My level is a three. So I take my basal metabolic rate, which is 1,400 calories a day. I multiply it by 1.3. So if you were a 4, it would be 1.4. If you were a 2, it would be 1.2. Gets me to about 1,700 calories a day. And now I know that on the days I don't work out, I can maintain my weight if I eat 1,700 calories a day. If I eat less, I'm going to lose. If I eat more, I'm going to gain. And there's 3,500 calories in a pound. So if you can't get to the gym... Just know the calorie range that you're working within. Think of it as uh, a budget, so to speak. Like you have X amount of dollars that you can spend a week. Calories are the exact same way. So I have 1,700 calories that I'm able to spend on that day. Now, if I got to the gym and I burned 500 calories, I'd have 2,300 calories that I could spend. And if I was maintaining my weight, then I'd think, oh, wow, I get to have that glass of wine today. If I was losing weight, I would want to eat less, obviously, and take the calorie deficit to start burning off fat, which is nothing other than stored energy. So know that. That tip is critical because you won't gain weight even when you can't get to the gym if you're constantly mindful of how much you're eating and how much your body is burning. Now, uh, when you go to the gym, if you are pressed for time, go hard. And that's why I made my videos like 30 minutes 
under 30 minutes because of women like yourself who have children, who work full time, who are exhausted. And it's like, look, I got maybe 30 minutes when I come home or I've got my lunch hour or I've got right before I go to work. I don't I don't have an hour to mess around with this. I'm busy. So when you hit the gym or when you're working out and you have less time, go hard. The harder you go, the more calories you're going to burn when you're doing it and the more calories you're going to burn after you're doing it. So, like, if you plopped your butt on an elliptical, great, Janice. Now I'm saying plopped. It's good. It's a, it's a Janice has got me saying plopped. It reminds me of an Elka-Seltzer ad. It's like plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Now I'm thinking of poop and I'm trying to do a segment. No, no. This G- is your fault. Gina's with you. She's not no, afraid. God darn it. All right. So when you get your butt on the elliptical... Got and it. let's say you're you're there and you're reading your magazine and you're working out at a heart rate that's like 75% of your max, you might burn three, 400 calories. You jump mm-hmm. in that gym and you go crazy with high-intensity intervals, you know, combination lifts like squat presses, circuit training where you're not stopping at all. You go for 30 minutes, you'll burn probably 400, 500 calories. You'll probably burn more. So when you have less time, intensity is key. Okay, and of course, the more often you get to the gym, the better. In a perfect world, I'd love to see you do five hours a week, but I'm barely, honestly, some weeks I barely get in an hour because I'm so crazy busy and I just eat well, and that's how I find that balance. But give yourself a big pat on the back because juggling all the things you're juggling and finding three to four times a week is really fantastic. And it sounds to me like if you're still struggling with weight or you're wanting to lose, because uh, I didn't even ask you what your, what your fitness goals were. I didn't even get there. Um, but if that's the case, all you really need to do now is fine-tune your food. Yeah. Well, I bought your, you know, the cookbook, and we were on that regiment for a while. And then work hit hard again. And it's hard to, you know, go to Trader Joe's. You load up. You got your, you know, your list there. And then it takes a little time to prepare that and do all that. So, it was great for a couple of weeks, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not overweight. I'm about, I'm 42 years old. I've had just, you know, the, the one child, and she's five now. Okay. And I've never had a cut belly, and that's what I've been trying to really get at. I mean, I look great. I, you know, I'm, I dress the nines. I look awesome. That, that is I a feel- different, that's a totally different conversation, though. The cut belly is a conversation of... Uh, that's You're talking about vanity pounds now. So what I, what I want you to think about is this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you need to cut out as much alcohol and processed foods as possible. Right. Get as much sleep as you can because when you don't mm-hmm. sleep, you release cortisol, which is a stress hormone that's linked to belly fat. And mm-hmm. I know you're saying it's very difficult to stay on that healthy regimen, but I want you to do this. Set aside one day or one night a week where you prepare food for the week. That's why in the master cookbook, it makes like 12 servings so that you could prepare it once. And for the rest of the week, it's grab and go. So like when I make the chili in the cook in the master cookbook, that lasts me all week long. I've got a giant uh, Pyrex of black bean chili in there and I can dip into Uh, it all week long and uh, have it. And I've only cooked once. So so that's what I want you to be doing. Okay. I see. All right. All right, Gina. Thank you. All right, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Bye. Okay, next we have uh, we have another caller, Julia. Julia. Hi. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm so excited. I'm talking to you. Oh my god. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> um, okay, so I first just want to say, Julian, that I'm a huge fan of yours. I just love 
what you do for for everyone on a daily basis so keep it up i, I keep up with you all the time so oh, i love thank, you <laughs> thanks buddy i appreciate it <laughs> um my question kind of revolves around um sort of motivation and uh, emotional eating, especially. Okay. Um, I am currently 5'1", and I'm 200 pounds, so I'm far away from a healthy weight. Um, You're not I've far tried... away. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's... that's I don't, I, we don't need to engage in, in that kind of vernacular. Uh, okay. <laughs> right off the bat, I mean, you're you're like I'm far away. I, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is that in my mind, you're three months away. That's not far okay. to me at all. You know, how old are you again? I'm 23. Yeah, so three months in out of 23 years is not that far. Not yeah, not true. that great of a not that great of a time span. So okay. be real be real careful with the words you use. They they have uh, a tremendous amount of power. Thoughts are things. And when you mm-hmm. say things like, I'm far away, you're, you're creating uh, a scenario that feels virtually impossible. Like, the, even in your little voice, I, I felt like, oh, my God, it's this long, endless journey <laughs> over the mountains <laughs> and through the woods. It's far away. <laughs> it's not that far away, honey. It, it's, it's a matter of months, and it's really, quite honestly, a second away with, with regard to a shift in thinking. Uh, but anyway, please continue. Okay. Um well, I've tried like quite a few weight loss programs over the past, well, I'd say year especially. Okay. Um, and I realized that I was trying them and they weren't working and I was getting really frustrated. And then I kind of had a realization. I think it was after watching one of your Biggest Loser episodes. I'm not sure which one. Mm-hmm. But um, I had this realization that I'm sure the programs work. It's just me who's not putting the effort into it kind of thing. So... I guess my the main point of my question, if I can drill down to it, is that I've realized I'm a big emotional eater, and I definitely eat when I'm bored as well. I don't have to be like yeah. beyond emotional to be to be eating. So yeah. I guess my main question is, how can you kind of you know push past the point where you you eat to to kill your feelings or eat to kill time, and okay. how can you sort of stay motivated throughout you know, it? Uh, all right, you said something. You said something interesting to me. Um, you said I, I eat when I'm bored, and uh, I, I think I can't remember which which philosopher I was reading who had said this, but he said, boredom is an inability to feel. Mm-hmm. Now I think that's very telling, because mm-hmm. if you're bored and you're eating, and we look at it under that pretense, uh, what it's really suggesting is that you've numbed yourself out. So that you're not feeling anything. So you've, you've kind of stuffed everything down and you're not processing uh, the emotions that you need to be processing. And food in a, in a lot of ways under these scenarios, it can mean many different things. It can, it can medicate. It can stuff it can stuff feelings back down. Uh, it can distract. It can reward. It can represent love. Uh, it's a very very powerful thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was a little kid, and I would be going through hell. You know, I'd be in school and miserable in school and miserable at home and. All I would think about is, I can't wait to get home and order my pizza, and I would sit on the roof and eat my pizza by myself, and it was something that all day long I had to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my buddy. It was there for me. It was my friend. It was my activity. It was my excitement. Um, and what you need to do, there, God, there, there are several steps. First of all, you need to become aware 
of your feelings when you're having them, which is a hell of a lot easier said than done because there's a reason we stuff these feelings down most often, and that's because they're painful. You know, nobody wants to look at uh, feeling lonely or feeling angry or feeling abandoned or feeling hurt or feeling sad. Um, I'm going to tell you, and these are, these are just words until you, you, you experience these feelings and, and realize you've survived them, that uh, you will survive them. You are resilient, and I'm sure you've been through worse. Uh, the reality is that when you, when you deal with these emotions, you will come out the other side of it stronger, uh, wiser. And Winston Churchill once said, you know, if you're, if you're walking through hell, keep walking. <laughs> so you, know, you, you, you come out the other side of it. I'm going to suggest you get some support, though. And it, it, this could be anything that you can afford. You could literally Google low-fee counseling in, in your area, um, mm-hmm. and you can see a therapist, a lot of therapists, when they're getting their hours, they see patients for low-fee, $15, $20, $25 an hour. A lot of times our insurance policies will pick up sessions. You could join a support group like OA. Uh, you could go to online communities um, with, with message boards. I know that the women on my, uh, women and men, uh, on my message boards are incredibly supportive. I mean, they, they have their own little network. They travel together. They're, on, they're constantly on the phone together, working together. Um, I, I want you to get a support group in place, even reaching out to friends, family, coworkers, neighbors that you think are like-minded, that can be there for you uh, when you're feeling sad, mad, stressed, anxious, and you need an outlet uh, mm-hmm. that, that could be very, very helpful. Um, I want you to start journaling so that okay. when something comes up, you don't think, let me run to the fridge and stuff this down with, you know, a piece of cheesecake. You, mm-hmm. you sit down and you start writing down your emotions. So instead of stuffing them down, I want you to vomit them up onto the page, literally. Uh, and I want you to just let yourself go. Just write everything that's going on inside of you. Um, get it all out. Get it on paper. Let it be expressed. Mm-hmm. And then there are, you know, that's sort of the deeper side of becoming aware and dealing with these feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. That said, there are symptoms of these deeper feelings, and that's you going to the fridge. So one of the things that you can do is manage those symptoms. And I call it surface work because it doesn't deal with the bigger problem. But what it does do is keep the bigger problem from getting worse. So I want you to think of it as like a cut. All right. You've got a cut. You might need stitches. That's going to be the deeper work. You might need a shot of antibiotics and some stitches. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what you don't want to do is ignore the cut. And then if the cut gets infected, now we've got a really big problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I think of is you're at the refrigerator in the middle of the night. That's you infecting the cut. Now Mm -hmm. we begin with the self-loathing and we're damaging your physical health and, and your confidence and you're gaining weight and it's spiraling out of control. There's, there's the infection. So what we want to do is find ways to also manage those symptoms while you're doing the deeper work. And that means remove the junk food from the house. You can't eat what's not there. Set yourself up for success. Then have recovery behaviors in place. So it's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm bored, I'm upset. Here we go. I know this feeling. And then you have a game plan so you're prepared 
with how to deal with it. Whether it's um, I call, uh, I'm going to say Kim, who, who's a, a woman on my message boards that everyone loves. I'm going to call Kim and reach out to her. Uh, she told me to, you know, in the way that, that AA people reach out to a sponsor. I'm going to call her and get on the phone with her. She's going to talk me off a ledge. I'm going to go walk the dog. That always makes me feel better. I love spending time with my dog. I like getting outside. Um, I'm going to pop in a workout video. I'm going to work on my memoirs. I'm going to, whatever it might be, I'm going to take a bubble bath because that makes me feel uh, beautiful. Engage in a behavior that's life-affirming instead of self-destructive that will make you feel better, whether it's making yourself beautiful by giving yourself a manicure pedicure or reaching out to a friend. I want you to think about the things that nurture you and affirm you in a positive way and have those behaviors at the ready when these emotions start to come up for you. And then, like I said, remove the garbage so it's not there for you to be tempted because willpower is very much like a muscle. It can be strengthened, but if you continuously expose yourself to temptation, you're going to break at some point. It's like when I go to a restaurant and I say, I don't want the bread. Please don't put the bread on the table. Well, there's my willpower right there. But if they put the bread on the table and I sit in front of it over the course of dinner, I'm going to pick at it. It's just mm-hmm. going to happen. So I want you to, uh, metaphorically speaking, remove the bread from the table. Okay? Mm-hmm. And just know this, honey. You can do this. And you are strong enough and brave enough to deal with whatever's underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And, but get the support and the help that you need to get through it because no nobody's an island. That's not how we as human beings function. I want to send you a book. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have Janice get your information. I'm gonna send you unlimited. Um, okay. And it, I think it's really gonna help you uh, with these things, and and it'll expand significantly more on uh, all the stuff I just touched upon. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, honey. So stay on the line. Okay. All right. That's all we've got for you today. Janice is no longer pumped. She's well, I, fizzled. I am just. Exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here next week. Paige Paget, my green beauty expert, will be on the show sharing tips with you about uh, how to take care of yourself in a healthy way. Yeah, and of course, get beautiful. Very cool. Which is so important. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking gets about. Laid. Okay. <laughs> gets you laid. Okay. Peace. <laughs> If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>